Hello, hello. You are listening to Why the World Needs You podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Fritz. This podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The journey is difficult and the challenges are many, but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable. The objective of this show is to give you a safe, supportive space to learn, gain inspiration, and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be. Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I'm honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. Hello, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Fritz, and today I have Teresa Brenneman here with me. Teresa, what's up? Teresa is a spiritual healer, and we're going to talk all things her story, how she helps people, and we're excited to dig into spirituality, intuition, and uh, the, the, the do's, the don'ts, the, the rights, the wrongs. The, <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to have fun today. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this stuff. I'm fired up right now. So <laughs> This is amazing. So we were talking for a few minutes before this, and Teresa let me know that uh, I caught her at a good time where she's kind of going through some a big kind of activation for herself. And so I'm feeling really excited about where this conversation is going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not messy and all over the place, but that's kind of tend to, that's how I tend to function anyways. So <laughs> that's honestly, that's Here how I, I am. am too. So that's like very much what this podcast turns into, but I always get to the end of it and I'm just like, it's like the most beautiful thing ever. So um, why don't we start though with, you know, who are you? How did you kind of get to, what you're doing currently, what was the the journey to to get to this place? Yeah, so I know we were kind of just talking about how we hate labeling ourselves and it's something that we, just an angst that we deal with as um, coaches, transformational guides, whatever you want to call mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the best way to describe what I do is I'm a healing practitioner, but I also do spiritual mentorship. So I kind of assist people through spiritual awakenings, um, waking people up to their gifts. I also am a human design consultant. So I use human design as a foundation to get us there. But I really just look at the chart as a map of, you know, how to navigate maybe some themes and shadows that are showing up in somebody's life. And what I really love to do is facilitate deep healing work. So um, specifically using parts work or voice dialogue, inner child healing, soul retrieval work, and then I do some energy field work as well. Um, But my favorite thing, if I had to pick a favorite, my favorite thing to facilitate is parts work because Mm -hmm. it really allows people to see themselves for all that they are and develop a language around communicating their vulnerabilities and um, being able to nurture themselves and give them what they need. So that's where I am at now. I do um, one-on-one sessions. I'm also getting into some group work as well. Um, 
but the way that I got here, so that, I mean, I'm a manifesting generator in human design. So anybody who's familiar with that, it was very not linear all over the place. <laughs> um, I did go to college. I have an English degree, so <laughs> not really much to do with where I'm at now. But, you know, growing up, um, my mom was always really into spiritual things. Like she was probably what we would call a witch. Um, she would sage and use a pendulum and, you know, our Halloween was very different than the stereotypical Halloween. My mom would put all of the our passed away relatives' pictures on a table, and we would do like a seance. And um, you know, she's just always helping me see the world from a different lens. Um, or as my dad was more Catholic, more kind of straight and arrow, but also very open minded because. Um, you know, he practices Tai Chi and meditation and things like that. So I think he just wanted to give us some sort of religion to grasp onto. And I don't think he himself knew exactly what he believed in, right? So he wasn't ramming it down our throats necessarily. He just kind of wanted us to go to a space where we could have um, community and connection over what we call God, right? So baseline I grew up with two very different perspectives but I feel like it kind of um, did help me get to where I am today my dad's also a very gifted therapist and he um, is really smart when it comes to the mind and all of that stuff so I, I feel like I am the perfect combination of them because I'm super interested in how our brains work and you know neuroscience and our minds but then I also have that spiritual twist um how I got here in terms of like work-wise and working for myself would be, uh, I think six years ago, I started a personal training business. I was really into fitness and I feel like a lot of us coaches start out personal training. <laughs> I think we talked mm -hmm. about this when you came on my podcast um, because it's, we know that we want to help people, but maybe we're not super aware of how we want to do it. So we just start trying things and soon enough found out that, in my sessions with people, I was really more coaching them on their life and their emotions, not so much their physical body. And the personal training part of it just started getting boring to me. Um, so I started getting into body work because I thought that would be more exciting. And I thought it would be an easy way to, you know, kind of blend the two of helping people in a deeper way. At that point, I wasn't really quite sure that I was gifted with emotions and stuff. I was, that stuff was coming up, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to do body work. We'll see what happens there. So I started doing stretch therapy and trying to help people in that way. And I actually was experiencing a lot of my own physical pain at the time. Um, I don't know if you guys can see, but you, I have a collar, this collarbone sticks out on this side. So I'm like twisted in my spine. Um, and I don't know how that happened, but it, it, it mm. causes a lot of really bad neck pain. And I had tried all of the conventional things um, as well as, you know, chiropractic. And um, I was just starting to get really frustrated. So I remember one day I called my mentor at the time that she was my stretch therapy mentor and I was just like I'm in so much pain like can you just do some neck work on me or something just to help me with this pain um and she I, I had showed her I just discovered that I was twisted and that my collarbone stuck out and I was showing her I'm like look at this I just discovered this and she's like I don't know what to do with that but I'm going to this seminar in a few weeks and I feel like you should come and you know, when your body is just like a full yes to something, that's what happened. I was like, 
my body was like so excited and she's like, you know, we already have a house. It's in Vegas. You can just drive with us and just buy your ticket to the seminar. And, um, I was like, what is it exactly? And she's like, it's, it was, it's this crazy thing that I had done to me a few weeks ago and it helped completely get rid of my jaw pain. And she's like, I don't even know how to describe it, but here's the website, go check it out. So I go to the website and it's like mind, body, solutions. <laughs> and I was like, at the time I was still, I wasn't really sold on the spiritual side of things. I was more sciencey. And so I was like, this is kind of weird, but the website seemed very science oriented. And, um, it was just that one little word that kind of was different. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm still a yes to this. So I go and it's in a chiropractic center. So, you know, again, it still kind of feels in that same realm. And this guy walks out and he's like, okay, so I'm going to start making these corrections on people and you're going to have to watch because they're going to happen really quick and some crazy stuff is going to happen. And, you know, I'm just like, what did I sign up for? (laughs) Turns out this guy's like a full-blown shaman and he's teaching us how to do physical body work, but also um, how to deal with the energy that comes up and the emotions that are stuck in the body. And so my whole body was lit up at this point. I was like, this is fascinating. Oh my God. And, you know, my whole life, my mom had kind of planted the seeds that, our emotions can cause physical pain. Anytime I had a headache or a backache or anything like that, she'd be like, what are you angry about? Or, you know, she, she would always refer to this doctor, his name's Dr. John Sarno. And he really was, um, he was like a back surgeon that really popularized the fact that our subconscious emotions can cause physical pain. So I, started going the energy route and getting really, really into this. I had already kind of been working with a Reiki practitioner here and there because again, I was like dipping my toe into energy work, but I wasn't ready to fully like show that as part of me. Right. Mm. I was like, I believe in it, but I don't really want to talk to other people about it because <laughs> I don't want to be judged. Right. So I had been kind of working with a Reiki practitioner. I ended up calling her up when I got home. and was like, yo, I just went to this seminar. I had my mind blown. I just, I think I just learned energy work and I would like to apprentice with you and learn more. And she's like, okay. So I started apprenticing with her. Um, and yeah, from there, it just kind of became, a life of its own. I started to incorporate emotional healing work into my body work. Um, Mm. and people soon enough started coming to me just for the emotional stuff. And just for me doing like a body scan on them and kind of picking up on what was going on emotionally and energetically. Um, I was still working at the gym and I ended up getting my own office close to the gym just so I could go see people in like a more private container. And, my that side of my business just kept picking up. I started incorporating human design and it was something that really happened over like the course of a year. I started phasing out from the gym and then COVID hit and I didn't really have a job at the gym anymore. And when we were able to reopen, I just really had to come to the conclusion that I no longer wanted to do personal training at all. So that was around May And then now here I am, you know, almost a year later at this point and just really, really loving everything that I do. And I'm so glad that I jumped off the cliff and fully invested myself in this aspect of my business. So, um, you know, over the last few years, I have kind of traveled all over the country to work with different mentors. Um, I followed the shaman around for a little bit and took more of his classes and worked with some other teachers as well. Um, So I have collected lots of tools in the toolbox 
Um, but my, my passion right now is really helping people realize that they have the power within themselves because, you know, for the last couple of years, I noticed I was like putting all of my teachers up on pedestals and thinking that they were better than me because they knew something. And the spiritual world is so strange because it's like, we only really have our lived experiences. We don't have proof that the things that we talk about exist. It's like we have proof through our lived experiences. And I was just kind of believing these people from their lived experiences and not really looking at my own inner wisdom. And does this resonate? And, you know, using discernment, just kind of taking it at face value and being like, hmm, everything they say is true, <laughs> you know? And I feel like we kind of go through that when we first go through our spiritual awakening and like just feeling like somebody else has the answers outside of us. And I think that's why I've gravitated towards human design is because it really teaches you how to find your own inner authority and understand your own inner workings versus giving somebody else your power and your authority. So that's kind of where I'm at now is like realizing that a lot of the things that I was maybe taught by teachers or a lot of the things that are popularized in the spiritual community um, mainstream spirituality, I guess we could call it is, is not resonant with me. And I don't like the whole, um, way that it makes people feel like they're not really a part of some cool club. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if that's when your experience with it, but sometimes it feels like there's this like manifestation, cool kids club. And if you haven't manifested X amount of dollars or this house or this freaking car then you're like not part of the club um and that's really been I'm like no it's bs like it's bs (laughs) so yeah that's kind of where I'm at now is just like reevaluating some of the spiritual practices that I have and being like what resonates what doesn't let's sift through this and figure out like exactly what I want on my path right yeah I know it was a lot but (laughs) wonderful no thank you so much for sharing all that it's man the the thing there there is many things but like (laughs) the the one thing that I really love that you said that was super resonant for me is because I do something very similar with my clients is like the like letting people know that the answers are within you literally always, always, always. And it's important. I know for some people that could probably be, that could almost feel disempowering at first because like, well, I'm just like, don't tell me that I'm like so lost or I'm so stuck. Like, you know, but it is empowering because exactly like you're saying, it's like, it, it immediately instills a sense of, I am whole the way that I am. And, and yes, it's like a journey to get back to that. Um, and that's how I describe, like if, if anybody is ever like, and, and we were joking about labels before this too, but like, if anybody ever is ever like, what is, what is life coaching or what do you do? I'm like, I honestly help people become more of who they already are. They, they they've lost this and, and that's why they're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, frustrated, anxious, depressed, like, whatever you know just feeling the like you know just wrong right like starting to get this feeling of like i just i'm not where i need to be or i'm not who i'm supposed to be i just always like that as at first like just know that (laughs) the person inside of you is perfect like who you are is perfect and so our work 
and the work for any individual who who wants to feel more whole or um, you know live a life that feels much more meaningful and aligned to them is just to start taking those layers off and and it takes a lot of work and what I love about you and the work that you do is that you have multiple tools right and, and you call them as such and I think that I think that's one of the reasons that I've been drawn to you and your work is because the the thing that, and I'm sure you'll agree on this, but tell me if you don't, but like think what's happening in the coaching space right now, because it's kind of exploding and there is no barrier to entry. Everybody has like the perfect solution or their way of going about doing things. And it's just really, it's for somebody that doesn't subscribe to that, and a coach who like wants to hold other coaches to a high standard. Like it's really frustrating to see that because there, there is no one way there, like we just have tools. Right. And, and so it's like finding whatever tools work for you. And so, you know, I think for us as practitioners to be able to use different tools or offer our clients different tools, um, is, is a really important thing. So I, I said a lot of things there, but feel free to jump on wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's making me think about my first mentor, actually the one that I worked with that was um, like, I don't know what else to call him. He was a shaman basically, but he, he had this weird way of working through Ascension where he wanted to like control our process and it's almost like he wanted us to go through it the exact way that he went through mm. it. And at first I was like, so sold on it. Right. Because I'm like, well, he's here now. So that's how I get there. I follow the yellow brick road, mm-hmm. you know? And, but it's Ascension is, I don't know what Ascension is, right. I'm just using that term because I don't know what else to call it. Um, but it's, it's really deconditioning your, the BS that you have, um, the walls that you've built around yourself and this like fake version of yourself that you've created to please other people or because you thought it was the right way. Right. So his version of awakening was kind of, if we wanted to learn with him, we had to pass tests and we had to do it a certain way. And Mm. it was, that's ultimately where I ended up kind of breaking off from him. I was just like, this doesn't resonate. I don't feel like um, Ascension quote unquote needs to look one way. And it's different for everybody. And some tools just straight up aren't going to resonate with some people. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's another tool out there that will. Right. So I guess I like personally to choose tools that I have found resonate with the vast majority of people. And they're very customizable and personal personalized depending on what that person needs. Um, and you know, even that's why we have multiple ones because, okay, I'm going to try this. Oh, that doesn't work. Let's try this one instead. And it it's like, I feel like coaches and practitioners take it as a personal thing. If a tool doesn't work for somebody mm-hmm. when it worked mm-hmm. for you and you're like, but this is the Holy grail. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, there is no Holy grail. It's, it's all about meeting that person where they're at and figuring out what it is that they need. And I, I fully believe I had to go through that myself with these different teachers to realize oh, wow, (laughs) there's no right or wrong way to do it. There is no one way. It is, it's all about 
like I like how you said the answers are within you and that can feel disempowering for somebody because they're like I just need answers give me answers but at the same time I do feel like there's this spiritual ego part of us that kind of develops and it it feels that it has a right to know all of the things but it's like the things are supposed to come to you when they're supposed to come to you and I can't force you to quote unquote ascend faster just because you want to be somewhere doesn't maybe maybe that's not where you're meant to be right now um you know and in my work I I I do have psychic abilities I believe we all do that's also something that I teach people um and a lot of people were coming to me just for the answers just like well can you just tap in and can you channel Mm. can you just give me the answer and I'm like and I was doing that for a long time and I, I was really doing it partially if I'm being fully honest for my own ego because it like feels good to be like oh mm, I got I got it right (laughs) you know I can read your energy and I can talk to dead people and I can tap in and pull through this information and it feels really empowering and then I'm like I know all the things you know I have this like spiritual ego starting to develop I'm like I have and I have the answers to everything and it's just not true it's not true um so people started you know really coming to me for all of their answers and giving me their power and I could feel feel that happening Mm. I could feel them like putting me on a pedestal and thinking that I had all the answers and I really had to come to terms with that and be like this isn't okay it doesn't feel right for me um I want you to find your answers and maybe I can hold your hand while you do that and I can guide you but I actually don't have your answers and I don't want your power either I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and hand this right back to you because it's yours it belongs to you so you know it kind of started to feel like when, when people would just come to me for answers, I was giving them like candy or something instead of a nutrition, nutritious meal. I was just giving them a cheap hit, something that they wanted in that mm. moment that really wasn't going to help them in the end. So I'm, I'm sure you've kind of had situations like that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. I was like laughing as you were saying that because <laughs> I'm <laughs> it is it's really interesting when. And this is like part of the fun with what we do, right? And like being able to, as practitioners, uh, be able to constantly be be integrating and like working in ourselves as it as it, it like relates to our work. Um, because yeah, I'm definitely sensitive to like, oh, you feel really smart after a session, huh? Oh, okay, like let's look at that for a second because exactly like you said, like it's it's the second we make it about us and look like you and I are both big hearted people too. Like when we're in these sessions, like we're always doing it for the best of the client. But when we have a little bit of space to see like, Oh, okay. Like that part was a little bit about, you know, just like boosting my ego slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I could have, you know, for me, it's like, maybe I could have, instead of going off on this five minute rant about this thing and like, teaching them, which is great. Like there, there's a place for that, but maybe I could have asked them a question and, and let them dig into this themselves because the reason, and again, going back to the the word empowering, which I think is, you know, the absolute, you know, the, the piece that's really the most important here is that it's so much more meaningful when you do the work, like, you know, each one of us, when we are doing the work and I I believe that as, you know, whatever kind of practitioner you are, like 
spiritual life coach and all these labels, like whatever you are, as long as you are giving back to like putting that power, like you said, like back in their hands, um, you know, that's, that's important. So anyways, that is a little bit of an aside. I'm like for anybody that's, um, has worked with coaches or is looking to work with coaches or mentors of any type, um, just to really be like, keep a, keep a keen eye out for that. Cause I know I do now. And, um, unfortunately it's just kind of the state of the industry that, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of that out there where people are doing this to make themselves feel better about who they are. And there's a lot of unhealed people out there. And, and again, that's not any shame on them, but like you and I both have seen this in the fitness industry. Right. And I know that was like a big part of what turned me off to that was just like, yeah, the state of that industry is just like, it's so many people just vying for attention. And I did for a while too. Like, yeah, absolutely. Totally. And um, yeah, it just starts to feel icky. <laughs> yeah, it does. And uh, that's also what I didn't like about the fitness industry. I was like a body positive personal trainer. So I actually didn't coach weight loss or anything like that. But I had to get to that place within myself where I was like, I'm trying to give them a body that I want for myself. Like I need to figure out what kind of body they want. <laughs> so it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense that I went through that as a personal trainer and now going through it as a coach, like what do they want for themselves? Am I projecting my own desires for them onto them or what do they actually want? Um, and it is really common that we get into this line of work um, initially because we're like, I want to help people. And that's really the surface thing, right? But once you dig deeper and you really get into shadow work, you realize there's like a ulterior motive for everything. And and this goes for every job, really. It's not just this job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad even told that to me one time. He was like, a lot of therapists get into becoming a counselor and a therapist because they grew up in chaotic households and they want to be like they want to control people and it feels like by doing that work they can control other people um that's just kind of one of the shadows that lingers there and it's different for every person though um one of a a really impactful experience that i had was actually when learned from teal swan which was a really interesting experience i don't know if people know her she's like pretty big on youtube she's actually really controversial (laughs) um but i tend to like controversial people and rebellious type people and so I learned from her and we did this exercise one of the days it was like the second to last day of the workshop it was like a five-day workshop and we she was basically saying like none of us were going to get certified in her certification because we all had like a group shadow and none of us knew why we wanted to be healers and like she had us all sit in a circle and this is this was my first taste of parts work which is why I love facilitating it but she had us all sit in a circle and her team members channeled the group shadow and acted it out in front of us and basically all of us had to make peace with the reason why we wanted to do healing and it was fascinating to watch because everybody got so triggered everybody's (laughs) bawling just crying watching this happen and you know having this really strong realization you know a lot of people were like wow I grew up with a really codependent household and it's just my nature to want to help people but I'm doing it to like make myself feel safe or you know one person was like I like to make people feel uncomfortable because I was made to feel uncomfortable and and you know this work can be really uncomfortable sometimes you have to like help people sit with their 
discomfort. Um, and he was, and it, the whole point was, it's also part of your gift. Like the reason why you get into this is also mm-hmm. part of why you're gifted at it. But if you don't know why, if you don't have a why and you're not aware of the shadow side of the why, um, it can be really dangerous, right? So you can, you can figure how making people feel uncomfortable that could be really dangerous if you don't know that that's your shadow. But then it's also a gift because you're really good at sitting with people in that uncomfortable space and you're going to be really honest with people, right? So um, for me, I realized I was doing it for validation. And so that's kind of where that ego likes to creep up, right? Because my dad was a workaholic when I was a kid and I never really saw him. And so I was kind of always trying to get his attention and you know, we ended up doing like a memory regression around the shadow and it came forward this memory of me just like trying to get his attention while he was working on his computer because he would work like 60 hours a week and then come home and still be on his computer Mm -hmm. typing notes and stuff. So um, I had to like really heal that aspect of me that feels like they need validation and attention and Um, I need to be like good at something and be fixing something in order to be seen. Right. So uh, making peace with that was really powerful. And of course there's different layers. So now I'm just kind of in a different layer of that and really realizing like, wow, like really people really have to come to things on their own and I can't just give them all of the answers, you know, like, like what you were saying going on a five minute teaching rant. That's like classic what I would do, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, you have to understand this. Okay, here we go. Here's, you know, like I should just have like a whiteboard out at that point, but it's like, is that really helping them to just like, you know, maybe, yeah, sometimes knowledge is power, but um, I find that asking the right questions is even more powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) yeah so much so much in that yeah for me it was like being able to dissociate from the that need to fix right and and that the the validation that comes along with that oh i'm a good person because i can can do this thing um and that's i know because i work with people who pretty much all have people pleasing tendencies to some extent, um, but are also big hearted people. And that's, you know, usually goes along with the, the people pleasing, right. Is like there, there's a genuine want to, to be kind to others and, and do well and, and make other people feel good. But there's that very toxic side of that and um, what it does for both people. And to, to kind of, come back to my experience was like what like realizing that I was actually robbing somebody of an opportunity to grow that was like the light bulb for me and being like oh this is actually a harmful thing like it's it's actively harming the other person's growth and completely unintentional obviously Um, but so anyways, for any people pleasers out there, uh, you know, I just throw that out there that if we're constantly fixing other people's issues, so, you know, so we think, because a lot of times that's only just perception. We may not actually be helping it as much as we think. 
you know, we're taking away the opportunity for, for them to um, prop themselves up or have a, a growth opportunity. So that, that was a, a light bulb moment for me for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that, that really showed up for me in like different friendships and stuff because, you know, with my clients, like they're going to go do what they want to do once they leave the session and it's whatever, you know? Um, but with my, cl- or with my friends, I noticed, I would get so involved in their lives and their decisions. And I would feel like personally attacked if they wouldn't listen to my mm-hmm. advice. You yep. know? Like, and so I started coming up with this, I forget who said this, but the phrase run into the fire, you know, when, um, when a friend would know, be knowingly doing something that maybe wasn't fully in their best interest, or at least not from my perspective. Um, but it would be like, well, you know what? I just got to run into the fire. And so I just started saying that with my friends, like, well, this is what I would do. But I also really honor the fact that sometimes you need to run into the fire. And there's so much learning when you run into the fire, right? Mm-hmm. So I I can think of all the times where I've had to do that in my life and really, you know, not gotten the lesson. So I'm like, well, I know I might get burned if I go run in, but I really want to go grab like my cat. So I'm just going to go in and (laughs) it's like, you kind of put yourself at risk of getting hurt in order to grab that other lesson or learn that thing. And, you know, I find that comes up a lot with like relationships, like my friends are in romantic relationships and I'm like, Yo, I, I used to be the queen of running into the fire with relationships so I can see what you're doing and it's okay. It's okay. Just do your thing. And you kind of have to just bite your tongue until it bleeds. And <laughs> and it's really that, you know, that's something I've really learned from human design is um, we have to wait to be invited to mm. give people um, our opinions about things. And we, and it really is the right it has to be the right time and the right timing. And if people aren't asking you directly, what would you do? What's your opinion? Um, they're not ready to hear what you have to say. So it's getting really good at holding space and, you know, just allowing them to work out their process on their own. And so it's, it makes perfect sense that that would happen in my personal life and my professional life. Cause it's all, it's all one and the same really mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're, <laughs> we're going to go through the same uh, grapples that we do in our professional life that we do in our personal life. So. Yeah. I love that. I appreciate you adding that the, the running into the fire thing, because that's a, a it's a good visual and just kind of a metaphor for what that looks like. Um, so yeah. hopefully for, for, Y'all listening, those are, are helpful tools. Um, so I, I want to shift this a little bit to yeah. something we we're planning on talking about. And actually, when you're sharing your story, uh, I felt the, the perfect gateway to do that. And that's when you, you experienced this, you said like this full body yes mm-hmm. to, to, to go and do, you know, try this thing that you really didn't you know, you didn't even have time to like really think through necessarily or, or didn't feel it necessary. And so you had this just full body experience of like, yes, I'm just being like pulled to do it. Um, so I guess any other, uh, anything that went along with that experience and, and then just kind of like zooming out a little bit into what does that mean to you as it pertains to intuition? Yeah. So, um, intuition is something that I kind of teach through the lens of human design because of the inner authority, but at the same time, 
you know, you don't have to know your human design or resonate with that to, to know what a feeling of yes feels like in your body. So, um, for me, I, I am a manifesting generator. So I get this like sacral feeling and every generator describes that a little bit differently, but to me, it feels like excitement. It feels like I perk up in my chair. Um, it feels expansive. It feels big. <laughs> um, and I usually know that I'm a yes when my mind spins out a little bit and is trying to like figure out all the details and process everything because my mind tends to want to try to talk me out of the things that I'm an intuitive yes to because oftentimes it's going to be a challenge, you know? It's not easy learning a new skill or understanding something from a new perspective or, um, you know, and, and we tend to want to think about the excuses. Like I've spent a lot of money on my education and on traveling and going all over the place to learn. And a lot of times I would have that mind, like, well, how am I going to pay for this? And da, da, da. And it's like, my body would just be like, it's okay. We're going to figure it out. Like you're a yes to this, just be a yes to it. And then let everything else figure itself out. Because if you're meant to go do that thing, it's going to happen. And looking back, I'm like, yeah, like at the time I was like bartending to make ends meet and like, you know, barely really making money off my business at the time. And it was a lot for me to like go spend money on that. But um, my body was a yes. And then I just got it figured out. So it could be different for everybody. I like to encourage people to talk to your body and say, show me my yes, Mm. or show me my no and see if actually something comes up. Or you can just think to a time to when you were a yes to something and you were such a yes to it (laughs) you know just like with my story I just think back to that time and it was kind of scary I didn't know how it was going to all work out um but every time I've been a yes to something it's worked out perfectly and you know it's that inner compass that is guiding you I I the way I teach like spirit guides I'm like your spirit guides are just future versions of yourself that are guiding you so kind of like a video game right so it's, it's almost like if you can imagine there's this future you that's like, hey, don't worry. Like, we got this all figured out. Just do it. Um, that's kind of what that body yes is. And so that's one of my favorite things to talk about because people, can, once you understand that, you don't really have to worry so much about the how or the why even. It doesn't matter. It's just like, my body is yes to this. I don't know why, but it is. So we're going with it, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love that. Because so at least with the people that I work with, um, I've labeled them achievers, because that's kind of what they know is is going through life and um, just really being ambitious and driven and kind of, you know, ready to tackle the next thing. And they're good at it. But and this is speaking from being one myself, like, what happens generally for this subset of people is and and this can be this goes to most humans especially in the western world but like there is just such a identification with logic and rationale thinking and being analytic and right and wrong to the point of relying solely on that and completely being cut off from intuition and their body. And that's why I I love your explanation of it and and wanted to, uh, you know, hear what you had to share around that because 
the way I describe it is it's the journey from your head to your heart. And you mm-hmm. have to, you have to drop out of your head and into your body. And specifically for, again, this is from my experience who I work with, but like when you identify so strongly with your intellect and your brain's ability to problem solve, those are amazing things. That's, Mm -hmm. that's great. But when it comes to doing kind of uh, things aligned with your soul and and like this deeper part of you and your heart, um, because I, I call my people deep feeling achievers because they are, you know, generally empathic or highly sensitive people, people who um, just feel deeply. And Mm -hmm. it's important to understand that like that being your nature, you have that, that deep ability to feel and be intuitive. That is actually your greatest strength. You may have an incredible mind and that's awesome because that's a tool that you can you can layer on top of your intuition. But that wisdom is, is irreplaceable. And that's the thing that's going to lead you to what you truly want. And so if you're feeling out of alignment, stuck, frustrated, overwhelmed, all those things, that's pretty much my work with people in nutshells. Like I'm helping them get back to themselves so that they can drop into their body and listen to that more instead of this constant chatter in the mind, worrying about what people think, um, you know, having these high expectations for themselves. And, and so all this then becomes this fear of like, who should I be? What do I need to be? How do I need to do it? And everything is intellectualized. And so it's for, from my experience, again, like working with people is like dropping into the body and how do we do that? And, so really getting in touch with bodily sensations and, and just mm-hmm. starting to notice that. Like that's always the first step is you have to start to notice those things just on a daily basis, you know? And, and so quickly we get wrapped up in our, our thoughts, right? The narratives in our head, like that's that's the place where we easily get stuck. But it's like stepping back from that or noticing the immediate response your body has to something because that's always a split second quicker if yep. if we're really paying attention. <laughs> it it totally. takes time to get there. But I, I believe that this is truly the, the gateway to our highest potential. And again, specifically, I can speak to, um, you know, deep feelers, but you know, I think in general, it speaks to humans as well, because we are at the end of the day, we are animals. So the final thing I was going to say about this is like, for a lot of people, um, because my audience is generally coming from the less spiritual going to more spiritual, that intuition can feel like a big scary word. And it's like, Oh, like, I don't know if I have intuition. I don't know if that it's like, no, we all do. Like, it's, it's something that's real. It's not like a woo woo thing. Like it's, it is your body essentially holds all the, this information you're taking in data from all five of your senses. You're not mm-hmm. thinking about it consciously, but you're intaking all this data and your body can process that actually on a way more of a sensitive level than your brain can. And I just think that's, um, you know, there, there's immense power in that. And, and 
being in in tune with that yeah the body is far more wise than we give it credit we give all the credit to the mind the mind is a part of the body right so you know our body is so wise and you know I find that a lot of people aren't in their body they're like up here or out there even you know they take their spirit out of their body and so they don't feel connected to their body and for for one reason or another maybe um they just don't feel safe in their body because of their trauma Mm -hmm. that's like the first thing that I work with people in getting in tune with their intuition is like how can we get you to feel safe in your body how can we get you to kind of come back home here so that you can now trust your body um what happened to cause you not to trust your body or not to trust yourself you know um so yeah intuition is not it's not some like spiritual gift that only some are gifted with you know it's something that is innately human and if we like I like how you said we're animals because I always use that example with people as like a deer when they're in the woods and they hear um you know a hunter coming they're very much like sensing that with Mm -hmm. their body and it's not coming from their mind you know it's a very instinctual um basic thing that we are all gifted with and it just works differently with each and every one of us you know yeah absolutely and that's i think the the thing too i think it is important for people then is like oh, okay well then like how do i do this how do i like tap into this thing and and just starting to like notice it when it happens and so when when those things come up think about a time when that happened when when your intuition was on point or like you know you kind of even use that example for when you did have a full body yes just like notice times when you've done that or when something really bad was about to happen and you just had a bad feeling so you called your friend or whoever it was about and you know like something you you were able to tune into something that you can't fully explain with your 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 mind or with rationale um and then you can start building it from there but at least for for me yeah it's just like always being very very in tune with the the body and its sensations and that i guess the the other thing i was going to say about that too is because you mentioned it before is not having the or not needing to have the how or the why then right and just the power in that and that's for me what i've found be as somebody who's like prone to stress and anxiety being able to just like kind of like sit back and rely on the fact that I know I'll do the right thing, even if it leads to something difficult, like, and I have to work through it. Um, I, again, because it comes back to trust, right. And Mm self-trust. And it's like, I know, I know that what I do will be in my best interest. And uh, that's, that's a big piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a lot of times we don't realize that we lost self-trust until you, you know, and, and these are a lot of the clients that I get where they are coming to me because they don't trust themselves and they need me to give them answers. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you answers, but let's get you to trust yourself so that you don't have to rely on me. <laughs> um, but you got to kind of dig and figure out when did you stop trusting yourself? Like, how can we anchor that in now so that you do trust yourself and realize 
how this incredible mechanism that is the human body and also the aura, um, how it works and how it works to your advantage and how I'm not any more gifted than you are. Maybe I've just practiced more with this and I've healed the wounding around not trusting myself. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so much powerful, so much more powerful to get somebody to trust themselves versus just giving them answers. Mm-hmm. curious for you like how this ties into spirituality then because i had commented on after reading your post the other day um just really liked how you said something about how our our intuition is is connected with spirituality and i have my own feelings thoughts on this but i'm curious to get your take on like what that means to you um and and if you always felt that way or not. Yeah. So I have not always felt that way. I don't think. I, I feel like the deeper I get into my spiritual journey or my practice. And by the way, I think we're all on a spiritual journey, whether or not we know it. Because <laughs> it's that's being human, right? Being. Yeah. It's like <laughs> part of being a human. We're not just human. We also are spiritual beings. And um you know, I feel like religious dogma has turned people off from, you know, thinking about a quote unquote God or a higher power. Um, and when I think about God source, I think about just an energetic field of love, of pure love that is what we all inherently are because it created us, right? So we're all a spark of that. Um, and it's, I've had to do a lot of reprogramming to come to that conclusion because I, you know, grew up in a God fearing religion and I did not like that word for the longest time. I was like, ugh, ugh, gross to me. Um, but now I've really made peace with it and I actually love the word. And when I think about it as not a noun, but more of like, of it's almost like a verb, you know, it's just, it's energy. It's something that we all are, um, and not this being or this <laughs> floating person in the sky. Um, I, it, you realize that we're all tapped into the same field of divine intelligence. So if we are all God, if we are all part of God, then we all have access to everything, right? Um, and that's how we have to trust our intuition because it's like almost imagine that um, this God energy is the the head and we're the fingers, right? So we are a part of it and our head communicates with our fingers. And if the head is all knowing and is everything, then we also have that, you know, we, we have that ability. So it's like so esoteric to talk about. And it, I, I understood this from a, you know, a mental space probably about a year ago, but now I've actually integrated it and uh-huh. experienced it and embodied that. Um, and so I understand if that's kind of heady for people, or if maybe that just straight up doesn't resonate and that's also okay, because I've had to do the work to figure out what resonates with me. I've heard a lot of people like me spout off what they believe. And ultimately the thing that resonates the most is going to be what feels right for you. Um, and the words that you use will be what feels right for you. So, um, we can all agree that there is some sort of 
creational energy and that's how we got here like even with the big bang theory they don't even (laughs) where did it big bang out of right (laughs) you have to it's just these questions that scientists haven't been able to answer so you're like I don't know the body is like incredibly intelligent and nature is incredibly intelligent and all of this just happened by coincidence I don't know um so yeah it's 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 having this ability to be totally tapped into collective consciousness really is is what I think intuition is from a spiritual perspective. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that so much. Uh, yeah. No, I, I liked it so much because it's very similar to like what my experience is. Again, as, as you said, uh, something that is true to me on a deep embodied level. It isn't just something that's in my my head, right? As if we're talking about that, like bouncing an idea, bouncing around. Um, and, and you have to experience that. But what I, I really believe is important with that is, and I know this to be true for myself as well, like how I got to this point, because I didn't have people around me that was spiritual. I didn't have a um, desire to be spiritual in, in my adulthood. Same, same kind of background, grew up at Catholic and stuff like that. And disenchanted mm-hmm. <laughs> as a, as a young, young adult. And that, like that very um, something that I'm finding with clients is like a very millennial and, and even a little bit younger thing. Um, but th- being open to the possibility and being open to noticing things, synchronicities, things that you can't quite explain um, really intense, very human, like very emotional experiences, any of this, like, just like really being open to that. And so at least my experience was like, I started connecting all those things and I kind of built what, you know, this sense of spirituality for me around that as well. And then, you know, the, the, the other piece I like throwing out to people who aren't quite there yet, like just because it's not been their experience or isn't something that feels good is um i totally lost my train of thought there <laughs> happens to me all the like time where, where is i going with that we're, we're at an hour i guess so i'm like my brain's like okay um <laughs> i'm shutting off now <laughs> yeah no, i meant to be it's gone it's out in the, the ether <laughs> out in the ethers now <laughs> um no but just but yeah just so just being like open to these things and starting to notice what that looks and feels like, and then building that for yourself and knowing that is exactly kind of like how you started what you were saying is just like, and I think young people are getting this idea now. It's like, there doesn't, I don't have to subscribe to a religion. I can understand this bigger interrelatedness, this interconnectedness of everything and I think that's the the most important piece uh, that I feel strongly for want like hoping that people are curious about spirituality, even if they've been turned off to it before is like redefining it as mm-hmm. it, it's simply like the bigger picture and that everything is connected and yeah. what, like, if you can look at that and take that at face value and be like, okay, yeah, I believe that. What does that mean? How does that change your life? How does that, affect your day-to-day basis or 
how you see the world and people and interactions and things like that. Totally. I love, I love that word interconnectedness because that's really what it is. And, and it actually makes perfect sense when you look back at like what religion does to people. Um, And I'm not knocking on anybody who's found peace in religion, but I find that the overwhelming majority of people feel pretty disempowered by it. Um, At least with the traditional kind of like Catholic, whatever religions that are out there. Um, And I mean, to get kind of controversial, like I, our society is not set up for us to succeed. It's almost like we have to like get through this programming and this BS to get back to ourselves and realize all that we are. And I feel like religion is like set up to like turn people off from connecting to source and connecting to that um, beautiful energy that we are all cut from, you know, Uh, because then you start having this perspective of like, you know, everything we talked about being God fearing and feeling like you're unaccepted, you know, if you're like gay or trans or um, non-binary, like a lot of times those people don't feel accepted in those environments. And so then you just start hating this God that supposedly doesn't love you. (laughs) You And so, yeah, there's just like a lot to unpack when it comes to religious trauma and, um, and that sort of thing. And so I totally understand why people get turned off by it and, Um, I'm here to, for people who are curious to learn to maybe tap into their own version of that and reclaim the word God and, you know, or create a word for it themselves and, um, just kind of find their way into that interconnectedness. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's, that's powerful. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, I believe that understanding our role in the bigger picture provides a lot of peace, right? And, you know, so much of mental health issues stem from feeling isolated and not feeling a sense of connectedness. And so like, if we can really tune into what that is, and that could be our community. It might not even be like the world or the human race as a whole for some people that can be just like too big to even, uh, really like feel into or root into yeah um, but just like I always encourage people to like what is your bigger picture like what are you plugged into what are you a piece of and I just find that that immediately gives a little bit more sense of meaning and purpose uh, or at least a an opportunity to explore like what that could be and then you know that's kind of like the the gateway to spirituality, I think, but, but right. Like just kind of like, I think a lot of what we were both talking about is like kind of dissociating this word from religion and, and understanding that the two are, are not synonymous and it's not saying they're, you know, it's not judgment call. Like one is bad, one's good, anything like that. It's just like, they are different words. And um, so it sounds like you and I are both passionate about redefining what that means. <laughs> yes. I love it. So good. Yeah. Uh, well, we could keep going, obviously, but I'm, I, I want to kind of tie this up here at the end. So the podcast is named Why the World Needs You. And because I do truly believe that the world needs every single one of us and, and very much, you know, around the reasons that we are talking about today. Um, we all are perfect as we are. It's just getting to that, you know, kind of stripping these layers away and, and, 
you know, really being connected to that part of us. Um, and that part of us that is connected to the bigger whole. Right. Um, and so I always love for people to, you know, obviously what I do is try to help people step into that. Um, but I'm always encouraging and promoting that wherever people will listen to me, but I'm curious for you. Um, I want, I want you to step into your power here, stand in it and tell us why the world needs Teresa. Yeah. So this is something I've actually been thinking about lately. <laughs> um, Love it. I, I really believe that I am here to make the world a more authentic place. And that is why the world needs me. And I've really truly started embodying authenticity the last couple of weeks in my relationships and in my business. And it's felt so freeing. And so beautiful and I just want everybody to experience that and like that in my opinion is the meaning of life is to really come into authenticity and uh, not be rejected for being you right and and exactly what you said just knowing on a deep level that you are perfect the way you are um if I can give everybody a slice of that pie mm, I'm a good cook in the kitchen so (laughs) that's why I'm here (laughs) Love it. Love it. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that and your your time and energy with us. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure for anybody that wants to get in touch with you, learn a little bit more about you, potentially even work with you. Where can people find you? Yeah. So my website is howtobealion.com. I love lions. They're like spirit animal for me. Mm. Um, I love what they represent. So people can head there. I'm also on Instagram at Teresa Brenneman. Um, I'm on TikTok. I have a podcast. I have some YouTube stuff up. So I'm sure if they type in my name, I'll, I'll pop up. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Well, thank you so, so much. Everybody go connect with Teresa anywhere on the interwebs and tell her, Hey, thanks so much for coming on Teresa. Thanks for having me. Hey, yo, thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below, as well as that of our free Facebook community, where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.